Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. Episode 2, Season 12. I call this episode, Spend to Soothe the Pain. One of the side effects of addiction in the family is financial chaos. And I find that financial troubles are often one of the hardest things for a caregiving family member to talk about. The reasons for that are fairly straightforward. In our polite society, we may complain about how much things cost, but we rarely, if ever, go much deeper than that. It's, it's a cultural thing, I know, among Americans to not talk about how much money a family makes. The second reason is that in a family with addiction, the financial situation is usually very chaotic. And talking about the full financial and emotional cost of addiction, in addition to admitting to addiction in the first place, brings with it an intolerable measure of shame. But if we go deeper and probe in a therapeutic and safe setting, the full extent of the addiction in the home, we find that spending and debting have advanced to a level of desperation that is that just isn't visible on the surface. You would never know just by looking at a family or even talking to them that they are very likely in dire straits, both emotionally and financially. Families who have addiction in their home will go to amazing lengths to look normal. And one sure sign, believe it or not, is when the home is in immaculate order. If everything else is out of control, at least the house is in order and appears that, that way to anyone who would visit. It looks good, therefore it is good. One of the things that is often out of order, though, is the pattern of spending and debting, using credit cards to buy something that will ease the pain if only for a little while. I often advise family members to review the 12 signs of debting and spending and see if they recognize themselves anywhere on the list. You'd be surprised at how many people nod their heads at, at many of the signs. And if you find that compulsive debting and spending has become part of the family dynamic, that is yet another thing that wasn't visible until you took a hard look at the truth. Compulsive debting and spending is more common than you think. Although it is somewhat akin to gambling, it is a separate compulsion. You can debt and spend and not gamble, but you probably can't gamble without compulsive debting and spending. So here are the signs of compulsive debting according to Debtors Anonymous, another 12-step program to help people with compulsions. I've shortened some of the statements, but the meaning is clear. Number one, being unclear about your financial situation, such as not knowing account balances and monthly expenses, etc. Two, frequently borrowing items such as books or small amounts of money and failing to return the books or repay the money. Three, Poor savings habits and being surprised by non-recurring but predictable expenses such as real estate taxes. Four, compulsive shopping. 
being unable to pass up a good deal, whether it's needed or not, not using the item you've purchased. Five, difficulty in meeting basic financial obligations and or an inordinate sense of accomplishment when such obligations are met. Six, a different feeling when buying things on credit, a feeling like you're part of a club than when you're just paying plain old cash. Seven, living in chaos and drama around money, using one credit card to pay another, bouncing checks, always having a financial crisis to contend with. Eight, unwarranted inhibition and embarrassment in what should be a normal discussion of money. Nine, a tendency to live on the edge, living paycheck to paycheck, taking risks with health and car insurance coverage, writing checks, hoping money will appear to cover them. Overworking or under-earning, that's number 10. Working extra hours to pay creditors, taking jobs below your skill and education level. Number 11, an unwillingness to care for and value yourself. Living in self-imposed deprivation, denying your basic needs to what? Pay your creditors. 12, a feeling or hope that someone will take care of you if necessary so that you won't get into financial trouble, serious financial trouble. That there will always be someone you can turn to. Magical thinking, if you will. Do you see yourself in any of these statements? I should point out that the last three statements kind of puzzled me at first. And then I realized that it wasn't about the money. It was about the compulsion and about an unhealthy attitude toward ourselves and toward our money. If I really cared for myself, I would, I would hold myself accountable for my actions, including being mindful of the consequences of spending and debting beyond my means. So what did we learn about compulsive spending and debting in this short course? We learned that compulsive spending and debting are, one, their addictions much like any other, repetitive behavior that causes harm and that doesn't stop unless arrested by another force. Two, compulsive spending and debting reveal themselves in many different ways, usually by some form of vagueness and denial. Number three, they're fundamentally spiritual problems that require a spiritual solution. For the idea that we will not be held accountable runs deep. Number four, it can result in financial ruin, which affects the entire family. Compulsive spending by one person can bring the whole family down. Compulsive spending and debting is treatable in the form of Debtors Anonymous, for example, which was founded to help those with an addiction to spending and its evil helper, and that's unrestrained debting. Our podcast is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at SafeHouseRehab.com.